You are listening to the Scaling to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Christina Bernhardt. And in this episode, we are talking about the ingredients of a six-figure launch. So as an ads agency, we are behind the scenes of many six-figure launches and sometimes multi-six-figure launches. And so there are definitely some common things that are really consistent with these six-figure launches, even in different industries. I mean, we only work in the coaching industry, but we work with all kinds of coaches from the wellness industry to business coaches to even in the legal and medical field as well. So there are lots of variations between those types of launches and our Clients also launch different types of programs. But even with all of that variety, there are specific ingredients that all of these launches seem to have. And so I want to go over what those are. So if your business relies on launching and you do have a goal to maybe hit a multi six figures or to hit that seven figure mark, you're going to need to hit these bigger launches if your business, again, mostly relies on launching. So having these larger launches is really, really important and going to be key to reaching those higher revenue years. So let's jump right in. So the very first thing is a proven offer. So super, super basic, but this can take time. So this could take one launch or it could take 10. It requires a lot of market research, testing and tweaking until the offer is really what people are not only wanting, but something that they are willing to pay for. So your offer can't just be good. Some people I've seen have, you know, been like, my program is really good. I know it's really good. And as the expert, you're probably well aware of that, but it's more about whether you are able to communicate that offer. And also if it's something that people are willing to pay for. So the problem that you are solving has to be big enough for people to invest money and to solve. And it also has to be something that people believe that they can do. So small time commitments for small problems, for larger problems, then people are more willing to invest more time into those larger problems. So one thing I do want to point out about an offer, whenever I'm talking about an offer, I'm not just talking about the content in your program or whatever it is that you are launching. There are different pieces of an offer that make an offer. And you can actually do, you can change so many of these variables to make your offer completely different. And I see this a lot, a lot of this pivoting and it works out really, really well whenever someone like one of our clients launches something and they are finding, they're getting feedback, they're doing some market research from their launch and they're able to tweak these different variables. So some of those variables are the length of the program. So I see this change a lot. So it might go from three months to six months to eight months, you know, and figuring out what that sweet spot is for the specific problem that your offer solves and what feels aligned to your audience. What feels aligned to you might not actually be a match to what feels right to your audience and what your audience is wanting. Ultimately, the market decides. And so we want to make sure that these variables are really falling in line with what your audience actually wants or your ideal client. So length of the, of the program is one of those variables. Different features of like what it includes, you know, just all of those like very basic like bullet pointed things of what your offer entails. Price point, of course, is a big variable. Level of support. So one-on-one versus group 
versus if there's a community, if it's self-paced, all of these different ways of offering this kind of same offer can actually be really great things to try and test out and see what people are wanting. Do they want more support? Do they want less support for this kind of problem? You know, what is going to serve them the most, but also what are they willing to and, and desire to actually put in as far as a commitment on their end as the type of support. So if they are Zoom calls, are is it a Facebook group? Are you doing live Q&A, you know, Voxer, email, you know, all kinds of things. There's different ways to offer that kind of support. And then of course, there are also bonuses that change up and offer as well. So those are just some of the variables. And so whenever I do say offer, I'm talking about all of those different things, all of those different things put together, create the actual offer. The second thing is the launch strategy. So the launch strategy is has got to be pretty solid. And I don't necessarily mean the actual like details of the strategy because that's always changing. Most of our clients are always kind of pivoting and changing their strategy. They don't necessarily use the exact same launch strategy every single time. But a big part of the way that they strategize is planning ahead and putting together good work. So not throwing things together last minute. This is something that whenever I first started with ads management, I worked with clients who were, a lot of them were just kind of starting out. Some of them were even in their first launches because we also did used to build funnels. We no longer offer that anymore, but I did used to build funnels. So I worked with a lot of clients that were launching for the first time. And there is a lot of throwing things together, which I completely understand because with, you know, all the details of, you know, if you're listening to this, you've probably launched before, or at least you're trying to, or you're planning to at some point. So, you know, all of the trillions of details involved in launching. So I understand why things are kind of thrown together last minute, especially in the beginning, but it really does make a huge difference when you are planning ahead and you're not rushing and you are being very intentional with your time. And that way you have the space to be creative and do really good work, really good social media posts, really good emails, really good sales page, you know, all of these different components to your launch. It goes a long way whenever you do actually take the time to prepare and you're not just scrambling and, you know, finishing up the sales page a few days before cart open. This is also easier once you've launched many times because you'll have a bank of content and you'll also have data to go off of. So you can pull, you know, the top types of, you know, creatives from what has worked in the past and then you can just add to it. So it's going to get a lot easier than your very first launch, of course, but there's definitely a lot to be said about planning ahead, really taking your time and doing really, really good work. Okay. Super quick. If you are enjoying this episode, I would love if you took a moment to screenshot this, add it to your stories and tag me so we can get this content to more people that are looking to scale their businesses to more freedom and wealth. Okay. Back to the episode. Another thing about launch strategy is using market research to be really intentional in your messaging. So applying market research to your sales page, your emails, your social media posts, and basically just not guessing on messaging because sometimes we think we know what our audience wants, but we could definitely be wrong about that, especially in the cases where you are the expert and they, your audience is not. And there are scenarios where people serve their audience. Their audience are people who they used to be. So they used to be in their audience's shoes and they like solved a problem and now they help others solve a problem. That's a common 
scenario, but even then you're still just one of many types of people. So not everyone's going to have the same kind of thought process as you and the same journey as you. So we really do have to understand our audience and and listen to them and use that feedback. Also, another part of the launch strategy that works really, really well during these larger launches is following up and having conversations with your audience. So going live during card open, like during your actual launch, sending emails. And whenever I say sending emails, I'm talking about like direct emails to specific people. Like if they are clicking a lot or they're doing certain behaviors where they're showing you that they are actually interested. DMing them on Instagram and just opening up the conversation to see what people are needing to know to make the best decision for them. Some people might use this, you know, to try and sell them and you can do that as well. But it also, even if you don't sell them, just even getting that feedback and seeing like getting into their brain during the actual launch to understand where they're at, where they're confused, what's holding them back and that sort of thing. You can kind of get a feel for what is happening during your launch and what people are thinking and how people are receiving your messaging. So the ability to pivot your messaging in real time based on those responses is also another huge part of the launch strategies that we see in these larger launches all the time. So whenever you are having conversations with these people, you're getting a really good gauge again on what's going on with, you know, every what everyone's thinking, what's happening in their mind, and you can address these misunderstandings or clarify who your offer is for, who it's not for, address objections and things like that in your content in real time. You can send out an extra email. You could get on your Instagram stories. You could jump on a live and talk about these things that everyone is talking to you about. If you don't have these conversations during your launch, it's harder to know what everyone else is thinking. You can see that they're clicking to the sales page and see that they might be bouncing off, but we don't really know what that thought process is unless we have a conversation with that person. So gathering that market research during your actual launch, not just before and not just after, but actually during it is also something that I commonly see in these larger launches. And I think it's really, really effective and a very good move if you're trying to get the most out of your launch and really just learn as much as you can so that you can continuously build to these larger launches. The last big ingredient, so there's like those three main ingredients. So we have the proven offer. The launch strategy is going to be huge with those components that I went over. And the last one is going to be a very warm audience. So this might be obvious, but you want to make sure that you're not showing up just when it's launch time. And I will say this as an ads manager, this goes for your ads as well. Whenever you're running Facebook ads, you don't want to just only run Facebook ads when you're launching things organically and paid. They perform better whenever you are consistent and you are doing things for the longer term. So my clients that have larger launches, they don't just start ads during a launch. People can have large launches without ads. So I'm not saying that you have to run ads. It's just hard to duplicate over and over again. It's hard to continuously over a long period of time, have larger and larger launches when you are not going out and continuously generating more and more leads. And I also just recently did an 
an episode on the podcast about this. Are your launches getting smaller? So I talk more in depth about that and you know why they might be dwindling down and how to solve that problem. But my clients that have these larger launches, they are continuously lead generating. And so their pool of people and their audience is always getting larger and larger over time. And scaling an audience is definitely a long game and it takes consistency, but they also need to be warmed and nurtured. So you can't just run ads or, you know, generate leads and then let them sit there and wait until you're launching and then you show up. So they need to still know, like, and trust you back to the basics, right? So we have to make sure that we are not only growing this audience, but we're also nurturing them as well and staying very, very present. So the biggest differences between most successful launches from the 100K to multi six-figure launches are simply just higher volume. So a lot of my clients, because I have clients that we've had for, we've worked together for a few years now, And so I've been able to see them grow and I was a part of their launches when they were much smaller. And a lot of them are still doing the same like basic strategy. I mean, they are pivoting their offers a bit. They're certainly using market research and, you know, they're tweaking things, but the core launch strategy that we are using on the ad side, as well as what they're doing organically and through email marketing and all of that is pretty much the same. It's just that they have spent time growing this larger audience and really just going out there and getting more exposure and just expanding their message so that they have more people to launch to. It's kind of, it's really is just that simple sometimes whenever you have that really strong foundation. So I will say I'm, I'm obviously biased, but I am a huge fan of using ads. I've seen how big of an impact they've been able to make, but I will say that you want to have that foundation first and also use them for the long haul. So always be growing and cultivating and you will see the momentum build and those six figure launches will just become the norm. And I see this every single day. And again, a lot of the main differences are just higher volume. A lot of what I talked about in this episode are very basic things, but they really are the ingredients of these larger launches. And I wanted to just showcase that because there is no like big secret or anything like that. It's very, it's back to the basics. It's very simple foundational things of listening to your audience, crafting that offer that's really going to serve them. And also having a, just growing the the volume of that audience, having a larger audience and continuously having systems in place to make sure that you are nurturing those newer people into your world. And you're really making that connection with them as you scale larger and larger. So that is what I have for you in this episode. So we have the proven offer, the launch strategy, which is a lot of, you know, having conversations with people, really utilizing market research, planning ahead, you know, not just throwing things together last minute. And also the last one is having that larger warm audience and just having some sort of system to grow and cultivate that audience. So I wish you the best of luck on your journey to multi-six-figure launches. It can absolutely happen for you. Again, I see this every single day. This is what we do, and these are the people that we work with. And it's very, very real and possible. So whenever you see a coach talking about it on Instagram, like it really is an actual real thing, but it does take those, you know, foundational pieces and just making sure that you, everything you're doing is for the long game and you're not trying to jump in, show up, make something huge and then pull out. We really just need that consistency so that you can grow that over time. So I will see you guys next week. 
Thank you for listening to the Scaling to Freedom podcast. If you are a seven-figure coach looking for ads management with an agency that partners with you to get your work out into the world and amplify your impact, see if we are a good fit by applying for a spot in our agency at christinabernhard.com slash apply. Find the link in our show notes.